Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are learning about the sin against the Holy Spirit. This is found in three of the four Gospels, Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 45, Mark chapter 3, verses 20 through 30, and Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 32. Today we will be reading from the book of Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 45. Then a demon-oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him, and he healed him, so that the man spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only the Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. Knowing their thought, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if he casts out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first bind the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good, and the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, uh, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, 
It passes through waterless places, seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. So this event, this is a very long event, and some people might be wondering why are we not breaking this down into to multiple events. But the returning of an unclean spirit is a direct connection to Jesus who's healing this this blind and, and mute man and giving him sight and able to speak. And, and he's sharing with him, if you go out and, and you don't do anything, then the spirits will come back Yes, and they will return to the house. So casting out of a demon is just one stage of the process of restoration, of mm -hmm. redemption. Mm -hmm. If that uh, place remains, you know, clean and put in order, but empty without the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, the evil spirits will come back and find a nice, nice place and they will move back in. Yeah. And they will not come by themselves. It seems that they developed a good camaraderie and they invite their friends, seven of them, and maybe this number seven is just a rounded up number to signify magnitudes, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the perfect magnitudes, the highest negative impact. Yeah. When I th read this, I think of meditation. Um, there's biblical meditation, and then there's um, Eastern meditation. And it's important to understand the difference between these. We've talked about this in the past, but uh, biblical meditation is filling your mind mm -hmm. uh, with the words of God and, and spending time with God. Eastern meditation is an emptying the mind mm -hmm. and waiting for something to come in. And, and whenever I hear that, I think of this parable of sweeping the house clean and emptying it. And, you know, who's going to come in? Uh, Jesus doesn't force his way in. Um, we have been designed by God to have someone in the heart, mm -hmm. to have someone that we uh, adore um, or by extension we worship, right? We value so much that we dedicate our lives to that something or someone. Yeah. And if there is nobody for a short while, the evil one will take over that empty space. This is just the backdrop mm -hmm. to the main message that we're hearing here because it's the Pharisees again who come and start accusing Jesus, mm -hmm. saying you're you're working with the power of Satan to cast out demons and, and Satan's giving you this power. So I like that each uh, miracle is very much different than the others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the surface they might look the same, the miracle is so short, it's just two lines, mm -hmm. and the outcome, the conversation, the thoughts about that around that miracle um, are, you know, filling the whole chapter. The idea is when you want to reject Jesus Christ as Messiah, mm -hmm. you are going to find any reason to do that. And the Pharisees are a very good example. Yeah. The Pharisees said, okay, 
we cannot contest that. It seems that this is real. We saw it with our eyes. There are so many witnesses, but it is not the divine power behind this uh, casting out of demons. Mm -hmm. It is the chief of demons casting out his subordinates. And this looks like a divine power, but it is not. And Jesus Christ has a very interesting answer. And in my Bible here, I uh, color-coded four reasons, four different ways Jesus Christ demonstrates that their thesis is wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so as we're looking at this, um, the very first reason mm -hmm. is a kingdom divided against itself yes. cannot stand. Um, you know, it, it's going to fall. It, and Jesus Christ extends that in verse 26. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. I like this. Uh, Jesus Christ identifies uh, his followers with himself and mm -hmm. Satan followers with Satan himself. Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, Satan against Satan. Sometimes uh, we are the worst, our own worst enemies. And we didn't, didn't realize that we kind of fight against our own well-being. Yeah. This next line is really interesting. Um, verse 28, But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Yeah. Now he connects the main purpose of this Galilean tour to preach the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. right? The gospel of the kingdom. Yeah. And... Uh, with the purpose of casting out demons. That is to be a support, to be an evidence that the kingdom of God is here, has come. Mm -hmm. And I like how Jesus Christ concluded beautifully, drawing people's attention exactly to the same. Jesus says that sins will be forgiven. Um, you know, you think of the demon-possessed man. His sins were forgiven. And later on, as we're reading, we... We hear about the, the people of Nineveh, mm -hmm. and they will be in the judgment. Uh, they, they, will, they're sin they accepted and they repented, and the, the queen of the south, um, and, and all these people. So sins can be forgiven, but there is this sin, this sin against the Holy Spirit. Oh. About the judgment, for some reason, I had this idea as a child that uh, in the day of judgment, people will be resurrected by generations. Mm. But when I read it here, it's... Uh, the final judgment is cross-generational, yeah, right, or multi-generational, <laughs> yeah, because some people from one generation might be witnesses against people from a completely different generation. So, uh, what does this passage tell us about God? Uh, my answer would be verse uh, twenty-nine. How can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his house unless he first binds the strong man? The strong man here, I understand, is Satan. And the person who is binding the strong man is Jesus Christ. So this is the, the, the most beautiful illustration that I took from this passage for me. God uh, entering the strong man's house. Remember, Jesus talked about Satan as the ruler of this world. And Jesus Christ, John says in, in one of his letters, Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. So in a very proactive way, 
Jesus Christ came into this world, which was owned by Satan until the cross. And he's doing exactly what he says here. And that is the power of God. That mm-hmm. brings hope. That brings us uh, uh, that confidence to always go to God in prayer because he's stronger than the strong man. So what is this passage teaching us and what are we going to do about it? How's it speaking to us today? I think as I look at this, the the way it's speaking to me is sins are bad. They separate us from God, but there is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. However, there is a line. You know, the sin against the spirit that will not be forgiven. Um, that there there is a line and, and we can't just assume that God is going to put up with everything and and always forgive and keep going back and asking for forgiveness time and time again. There will come a time when there will be no more forgiveness offered. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it's speaking to me today. And and so for me, I really need to get serious about more, Mm -hmm. you know, continue to be serious about the decisions I make. The way this passage spoke to me was related to Jesus' patience. First, uh, Jesus had all the patience to explain them in four different aspects. That their thesis that uh, Jesus Christ is casting out demons with the power of uh, Beelzebub is unreasonable. It cannot be Mm -hmm. uh, sustained. And even after that, says, okay, you didn't want to believe that. I'm going to give you two more arguments. The first, know the tree by its fruits. Look at my ministry. Uh, Follow me one day, the same way Jesus invited the uh, two disciples of John the Baptist uh, to follow him. Um, Look at the way I connected people. I raised their dead. I healed their wounds. I cast out uh, their demons. So know me by my fruits and also the second is i'm going to give one more extra if you then it is hard to see my fruits one more extra reason that is the sign of jonah i'm going to be uh, in the earth right and yeah in the same way jonah was in the water for three days yeah let's pray father god we thank you for the signs that you have given us through the bible through jesus on this earth and we pray father that we will be serious about our Mm -hmm. life, that we will surrender to you, that we won't just live on cheap grace and and continue doing whatever we want. But we pray, Father, that we will heed these stories and pay attention and desire a better life. So please, come dwell in our hearts and change us each and every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.